home of the soul. The spirit go back to the God who gave it. The body go back to the dust from which it came. And all we got to do is be faithful to God and find a home for our soul. How's everybody doing? Seem like I haven't preached at 8 o'clock in a long time. Yeah. I said, what is going on? Ah, but it's so good to see you. If you're here this morning, you're not a member of the Lord's family. We say welcome. We're just happy that you are here. And we hope that something will be said this morning that will help you to find where you are and where you need to be. If you're here and visiting from another congregation of the Lord's people, it is so good to see you. And those of us who labor here at the East Baltimore congregation, we expect to see you. Somebody tell me what is going on with this weather. It's supposed to be warm and hot. Last night in Harford County, it started blowing and Sinai started acting crazy. And I'm looking at Sinai and she's looking at me and I said, I don't know. Go downstairs and crawl up in your closet so you can be safe. Then I woke up this morning and the guy said, 27 degrees with a wind chill factor? Somebody tell me what's happening. It's supposed to be golf weather, Andre. Warm, 70 degrees. I guess if we keep living, we'll get there. It's so good to see you. Thank you, Brother Franklin. Thank you, Brother Bill. I, um, I left off on Romans 8 the last time. Uh, seemed like it's been a month ago since. I, and there's some things in there that, that I just want to, to go back this morning and, and just enlighten us on and then the lesson will be yours the passage that brother Beal read Romans chapter 8 and let's start at verse number 1 the apostle Paul says therefore meaning that Something happened in seven. Therefore, there are now, present tense, no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Is that in your Bible? He says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made us free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh, God sent his own son into this world in the likeness of sinful flesh 
and for sin, condemns sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be filled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Is that in your Bible? Listen to what the apostle says. The apostle says that there are right now, this first Sunday in April, no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. And then he says that the law of sin and death has us captive. But what the law could not do, God sent his only son into the world that he might can condemn the law of sin and death. What you can't do, God can. What you can't do, God can. Now, the other thing that I need us to understand about the law, God had not abolished the law. The law is still what God intended for man to live by. But here's what the Apostle Paul is saying to us. The Apostle Paul says that we cannot live by the law ourselves. So if we can't live by the law ourselves, there's a good question. Why would God give us a law and knowing that we couldn't live by? Isn't that a good question? Yes. That's a good question. So here's what Paul says. Paul suggests that God sent Jesus so that we can fulfill the righteousness of the law. There is two fundamental principles about New Testament Christianity that we must grasp hold to. And that is the law and grace. You will never understand grace until you get a full picture of the law. See, the law did not come to save us. The law came to expose us. But grace is there to save us. But what God intended for the Lord to do is to show us our fault. And then he sent grace to save us. Well, preacher, how did he do it? Jesus, in the Sermon of the Mount, in Matthew chapter 5, 
In Matthew chapter 5, in verse 17, he said, I came not to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. And what Jesus was trying to help man to understand that God did not send him here so that he can destroy the law. But he wanted man. He wanted the fulfillment of the law. So then he says in Matthew 5 and 27, he said that you have heard them say thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you. Any man that look at a woman to lust after her have committed adultery already. Because see, so many times people say, well, I, I don't do those things. See, so many times since we come out of the water baptism, we say, well, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't cuss. I don't do none of those things. But Jesus said, you got a thought. See, long before you get to the act, you have thought about it. And what Jesus is trying to help us to see is that the law was designed to take us to Christ. And then he says in Matthew 5 and 43, he said, you have heard them saying, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. What does he say? But I say unto you, love your enemy. See, what is Jesus trying to help us to see? The law was not, the law was designed for us to have a thought process. And I'm telling you right now, I have a struggle. Loving people that I don't like. Yes. There's some folks that I, I'm struggling. The Lord tell me to love my enemy. How in the world I can love someone who's trying to rip me apart? Amen. The, the preacher. Yeah, preach right there, preacher. See, so many times, I, see, what I try to help us to see is that it is never about me. Amen. It can't be about you. It has to be about God. Somebody come and bang your car, and then you're going to talk around and talk about, love them. How am I going to do that? And watch Jesus. Then Jesus culminate all of it in 5 and 41. He says, be ye perfect. As your heavenly father is perfect. Who can do that? Well, let's change the word. Be mature. As your heavenly father is mature. Which one? Of, who, who, raise your hand. Who can do that? Let's change the word again. Be complete. As your heavenly father is complete. Which one of us can do that? See, oh, where's this? All of this is in the law. Amen. But you know what we do as Christians? We, 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 I, I'm, I'm going to, to Romans 
seven and eight. I, I'm going there. Just, just let me get, let me just get through. See, as Christians, some of us want to set standards. Brother Bill, come here a little bit. Come here, buddy. Watch this. If the standard is me, I'm happy when I'm with him. Because why? Look at where he is. And look at where I'm at. See, I, 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 if that's the standard, stay right there. Come here, Brother Thomas. See, now when Brother Thomas show up, when Brother Thomas show up, I don't too much like standing next to Brother Thomas. Why? Because see, what, what happened? The standard. The standard has gone up. Brother Thomas, can you reach that light bulb? Huh? You can't. You need some help. What happened? When the standard go to the light bulb, all of us is dead. Why? Because the standard go from here to here and then here. And now none of us can reach the light bulb. So as Christians, Jesus sets the standard. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Are you all right? You all right? See, brothers and sisters, there's so many times that we sit in our holy and righteous seat and, and, and we look at everybody and we say, well, I'm happy I'm not like him. So many times we, we had something going on with people, and instead of us being sad, we happy for, I know it was coming. Amen. Amen. But none of that helped us. The thing that we must understand is that God have Jesus Christ as the standard. Watch it. Paul is saying that we can never appreciate Romans 8 until we deal with the nastiness in Romans 7. Come on now. See, because Romans 8 is where shouting should be taking place. But you would not shout until you understand what's going on in seven. And, and, and you know, Troy, I used to have a problem with people when they would come to church and they would say, yes, Lord, thank you. Why? Ignorant. Amen. When a person goes through something and God has helped them through that, it wasn't until I went through something that when God got me through it, man, if, I, if you see me shouting, don't get mad. Because God had taken me through something. You hear them saying that song? I look back and I wonder how I got over. I didn't get over. God took me and carried me over. So if I'm sitting up here, Shouting, don't get mad. Yes, I'm worshiping. Yeah, 
And if you sitting there ain't doing nothing, I'm not going to get mad because you worshiping. But when God does something in your life, every now and then you need to just to say, amen. Somebody got me out of this mess that I've gotten myself into. So let, let, let's go to the text. Romans chapter 7. Troy, verse number 9. Watch, watch what the Bible says. Listen to what Paul says. Paul says, there was a time when I was alive without the law. What happened? Read through. But when the law came and reveals, I died. Listen, listen to what he's saying now. He said, at one time, before the law came, I was alive. But when the law came and revealed itself, I died. In other words, you will never be grateful to God until you realize that you are dead. You are dead, and you are dead not because, but in spite of. Amen. Read, Troy. And the, and the law, which was condemned to life, Ordained to life. When I got full knowledge of the law that I thought was to bring life, it sentenced me to death. The law that I thought were to bring life, it gave me death. Spiritual. Read, Troy. For sin, for listen. For, for sin, taking the opportunity, yes, it killed me. Yes, now, where is Paul getting all of this from? He says that the law revealed these things to me. And not only that, the law gave me an opportunity. Let me help you. On Bel Air Road, there's a sign that says 40 miles an hour. And that's the law. But all of us look for a way that we can drive 45 well, or 50. Mm. Amen? Amen. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. How, how are you going to get through the law if you can't commit this morning that you speed? <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, yeah. Come on, and, and, and not only that, Troy, sometimes we buy radars so we can catch the law before the law catch us. 
I don't believe y'all sitting up here this morning like, not me. Yeah, you. With the, Paul says that the law gives us an opportunity to break it. Re read Troy. Uh-huh. Now watch what he says about the law. He said the law is holy. Yep. Right? Yep. The law is just. Yep. There, in other words, there is nothing wrong with the law itself. Well. When God gave the law, the law was perfect. The law is holy. The law is just. Well, where's the problem come? The problem comes with you and I because we cannot abide or live or obtain righteousness through the law. Well, wait a minute. If we cannot achieve righteousness through the law and God is having the law for righteousness sake how are we going to get there how are we going to get there read Troy. what then that which is good may death unto me but sin that it might appear sin work of death in me but that which is good that sin by the commandment might become exceeding Stop right there, Troy. How come? If you say the law is good and the law is just, how come the law brings death to me? You just said that the law is good, that the law is is justified but when the law comes to me it brings death so is the law really or I don't think the law is what it made out to be then Paul said God forbid the law is there to do exactly what God intended for the law to do. R read Troy. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal. Stop right there. Stop right there, yes, Troy. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I'm flesh. Yeah, I'm carnal. Yeah. I'm a slave yes, to sin. What, what, you, what are you saying, Paul? Paul is saying that the law is the spiritual appetite of God. But me, I'm flesh. And one is spiritual and one is flesh. You already got a contrast of two things that don't fit together. So why God will you give 
me, a carnal-minded man, the law, which is spiritual, and expect me to obtain it. That's all this whole argument is. Read Troy. Now watch what he say. But what I hate, mm -hmm. that do I. Paul says, there's some things that I know I should do that I don't do. Amen. And there's some things that I know that I ought not to do that I do. Now watch him. In read the next verse, Troy, and then I'm gonna give you. Uh-huh. Yeah. He says, in this body of mine, there are a double person. You remember seeing those commercials that have the, the devil on one shoulder and the angel on, on the other? And Kraft had this commercial for Philadelphia cream cheese years ago. But, but what now? Just think of that. But now put that inside of you. Paul says, inside of me, there's two people. One of them wants to obey the law. And the other can't obey the law. As much as I try to live right, Brother Franklin, I, I, I can't. I want to live right. I want to obey the law. But because of the, the, the avenue of the law, if I can't keep all of it, I can't keep none of it. I could either, because of what the law is foundational, if I break one, I break the whole thing. Read Troy. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Listen to what he said. He said, sin has taken residence in my life. In my life. See, sometime, let, 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 me, let me say this. Sunday morning is one of the most hypocritical days of the whole week. Why do you say that, Brother Frazier? Because, see, I struggle with day-to-day -day life all week. And then I come in here on Sunday morning and act like everything is all right. I got to play the part because I don't want nobody in the building to think that I struggle with something. Brothers and sisters, if there's one place that we need to let people know that we're struggling with something, is here on Sunday morning. Help me to get through what I am going through, Lord. 
This is what Paul is trying to help us to see. Brothers and sisters, you don't have to worry of what you're going through. Take it to the Lord and he'll help you through it. But we get all dressed up in our suit and ties and we come in and we want to put on a front that everything is all right in our lives and everybody should be living the life that I'm living. Oh man, people look, you don't know. I say, no, I don't want that. But I got, Paul said, I got to put this front on because I can't let people think that I am not going through nothing. Do you know when the cops lock up your son, he lock up mine too? Yeah. I got a call 2.30 in the morning. Both of my boys speeding down now, down um, Taylor Avenue. It just happened. So the cop that pulled him over went to Central. Come on, man. When I looked at calling me, Brother Frazier, yeah. guess what? I said, what's up? I said, what's going on, man? You calling me? He said, I got both of your boys. And I was looking at the name, and I just happened to ask, is your daddy Brother Frazier? They said, yeah. He said, the preacher? Oh. Yeah. See, they're not preachers. That's right. They're the preacher's son. That's right. And they're going to do things just like the other one. That's right. And then I, the next, I took them to, to the supermarket, Troy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting in the car because I'm tired. And I looked at the youngest one go to the register with nobody put three pieces of candy in his pocket and pay for one. That's the son of the preacher. I took him back in the store. I said, take the candy out your pocket. She said, oh, what happened? He bought, he said, I said, no, he bought one piece. But he got four pieces in his pocket. Where did he get the other one from? I'm talking about the prayer. I got to go through the same thing. Amen. 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 So I told him, I said, she said, well, that's all right. I said, no, that's not all right. I'm coming up here tomorrow and I'm bringing him and I want the store manager to make him work. Sometime. Now, I just told you about my kids. Come on, man. I, I haven't told you about me yet. Cause see, I, I got, yeah, there's there, there's some time. Tell me when I I just I, I'm not all there. All right, it's all right. So what Paul is telling me that if I can't keep the whole law, I can't keep none. Read Troy, read. For I know that mm-hmm. in me. Listen to what he said. That is my flesh. That is in my flesh. Listen to what he said. Paul is saying that when we have this fleshly condemnation, 
when we think like the flesh wants us to think, there's no good thing. I don't care how much we try. See, the flesh don't have the same thought process of the spirit. And, and see, and, and, and we can sit and think about this or not. You are made up of spirit and flesh. And every now and then, the flesh is going to win over against the spirit. And when you live a life fully of the flesh, Paul said, there's no good thing. Read Troy. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's some things that I know I should do that is good. But I don't, why would I do that? Why would I try to do something that's good when evil is so easy? It is so easy to, to, to do. I know I should do it, but it's hard for me, Tammy, to love my neighbor who just every time throw my garbage can. Blow, I don't even have a tree. And I'm taking up 10 bags of leaves yeah. that they blow over yeah. in my yard. Oh, yeah. And now God telling me, love them. Then I go outside on 4th of July and he got a Confederate flag flying right next to my house. But now I got to come in here on Sunday morning, confess that I'm all righteousness. And by the time Sunday I go down on Sunday, I'm back. I hate every one of them rednecks. <laughs> see, Paul, brothers and sisters, see, you, we, we don't understand what grace is all about. Go ahead, Troy. Now, if I do those things that I ought not to do, right. it is no more I that does it, but it's sin that dwells in me. And in other words, sin has overtaken yeah. your thought process. Yeah. Yes. Read Troy. Uh -uh, uh -huh. I found a law that when I should do good, evil is with me. Go ahead, Troy. Listen to what he said. Paul said, there is another law. I delight at the law of God, but in my members, in my, in my body, there is another law that has no conscience about the law of God. So now, which one of these laws are we going to allow to overtake our body? This is what the whole, this whole text is about. Which one of these laws that you are going to give way to? Go ahead, Troy. Uh, for I delight in the law of 
mm-hmm. and my members yeah. warring against the laws of my mind and L- bring me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. Let's stop right there, Troy. Don't go to the next verse yet because I need to just get them ready for the next verse. Yes, Paul says, inside of me, inside of my mind, from the top of my head to the sole of my feet, there is a battlefield. And something is warring in there and trying to just rip me apart. But I'm struggling just to hold on because I don't know who to give way to because there is two laws that is fighting in my body. So which one is going to take over my body. Read Troy. So listen to what he said. Oh wretched man that I am. See, see, that's where you need to be right now as this war going on in your body when you're trying to do all that you can and something is taken. The best you can say is, oh wretched man that I am. And, And watch what Paul does. He goes back to the Roman days that when someone would murder somebody, they would sometimes scrap that person to their back and he would come in and he would walk with that dead person. Now I know when we came to the Lord, we were standing up straight. But as soon as we got out of the water, trying to live right, here comes Satan scrapping him and we're struggling trying to get this man he said oh wretched man that i am who shall deliver who can take this old stinking rotten person off my back he says i thank god read read the text who body listen who is in other words who got a knife that is sharp enough that can cut this rotten person off of me before the 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 the, the disease which is in his body filtrate into mine what he says Troy listen I thank God. So then with the mind, I myself serve yes, sir. the law of God. L- listen. Mm-hmm. I thank God through Jesus Christ who can serve the law of God. Now you come to my text. Now I need to preach my text. So now he come and said, therefore, there is now no condemnation to them. Come on, Roman, stand up. Boy, how happy you can. Mark, I was looking at Roman back there. Said, now there are no condemnation to them who are in. Come on, man. Come on, boy. Teach us. There is no yes, sir. condemnation oh, yeah. 
to them who are in Christ Jesus. See, all of chapter 7 is who we are. But now, chapter 8 comes, and he says, there is no condemnation to them who are in in Galatians 3, 26 and 27. He said, we are all the children of God who are in Christ Jesus. For as many of us as were baptized in to Christ Jesus, we have put on. Christ. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See, you can't, but God can. Amen. You, you, you can't. You, you, you can't do. You can't do this for yourself, but God can. Read verse two, Troy, of eight. Yeah. Has made me free from the law of sin and death. Listen to what he says. The law that is in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. See, every now and then, we often talk to people about the gospel and we want people to obey the gospel we want people to go to heaven but every now and then we need to tell people what the gospel is Amen. yeah yes, well I, I, I look i'm looking at your face and you say well what do you mean see hearing believing and repenting confessing and being baptized that's not the gospel. That's the method of getting us to the gospel. Every one of us got to hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized. But that is not the gospel. That is the method to get us to the gospel. Well, Brother Frazier, well, what is the gospel? Here's what Paul said. That a sinful man can be found justified in the sight of God. Come back. Come back. When God looks down and after all of the stuff that I go through, he doesn't see me. This is what we see. When I stand before the judgment seat of God, here's what he see. Why? Because I'm in. In Christ Jesus. See, that's why. Now, I'm going to tell you right now. If you're sitting in your seat and you're not shouting now, because he said there's now, therefore, no condemnation. In other words, all of the stuff that we had done, 
God has forgiven us. Amen. See, Andre, I, I was never in the military, but they, but they says that when they call a cadence and everybody in the military stand at the attention and they march and they all march in the same step and they march in the same step and they say when you get out of step I don't want you to stop all I want you to do skip a step and get back in and see you just walk and when you get out of step don't stop marching just skip a step and get back in and see why I'm walking this Christian road and I go through life and I do I tell a lie that I shouldn't lie don't stop marching just skip a step and get back in step when I can't when I can't be honest when I go someplace that I know I shouldn't go come back and repent skip a step and get back in why because Christ had paid it all and every now and then just skip a step and get back in it. There's therefore now no condemnation. See, you can't do nothing with the law, but Christ can. You can't get yourself out of the trouble that you put yourself in, but Christ can. See, you can't, count, you can't go to heaven because you don't know where heaven is but Christ does. You don't even know how to get to heaven because there's no, uh, no such way to get into heaven unless you in Christ. Why, if you don't know, never been to South Carolina, you need to ask somebody who's been to South Carolina. And if you've never been to heaven and you don't know how to get to heaven, we need to ask somebody who's been to heaven. And the only person that I know that have been to heaven is Jesus Christ. And so Paul says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Is that enough for one day? Yeah, see. See, let me tell you what the gospel is and then I'm done. The gospel is that a righteous, that a sinful person could be found righteous in the eyes of God. Amen. That's the gospel. That's the good news. That I could be a sinner. Now, now well, let me straighten something out. Yeah, come on, I'm, I'm not preaching one save, always save. Amen. No, that is not what I'm saying. But I don't believe that a person is partially saved either. Yeah. I, I believe that when you come and obey, you saved. I believe that Judas Iscariot was saved. Until he stepped out of, the, out of the rim. See, brothers and sisters, or it, ain't, it ain't never been about us. It's all about Jesus. And if you in Jesus Christ and you live a life, and, and please don't get down on yourself when you fall. Because every one of us going to fall one time or another. But skip a step and get right back in it. 
That, that's good news. I, I, if I wasn't in the body, that's enough to get me in the Because I know, Troy, that I got some covering. If you're here this morning, you're not a member of the Lord family. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Believe with all your heart that Christ died for you and was buried, rose again the third day. Repent of your sins. Confess your faith in Christ. Be baptized in water for the remission of your sins. And we'll baptize you this morning. God will give you the Holy Spirit. And if you were in the Lord's family and you had fallen, skip a step. Get back in line. Repentance puts you back new in the eyes of God. Come right now as we together stand and sing the song that has been sung. Why don't you